0: I got to a place where I was eventually retired and I was seeing friends in the middle of the day. You know, I'd be grabbing my kayak and putting it on my car so I could go out paddling for the day. And people that I worked with, they were like, what do you do? Like, how do you just do that in the middle of the day? I'm like, oh, well, it was, (laughs) you know, it's not easy, but it's pretty simple.
1: Welcome to The Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June, International Intuition Coach and Spiritual Activator. This podcast is designed for the souls who are ready to dive into what spirituality, consciousness, and healing truly is like. Here you will find the conversations and insight most spiritual teachers aren't willing to have. Why? because we pull back the curtain on what truly takes place as you move through your healing journey, the duality of the light and the dark, and the role ethics and integrity undeniably play in your Ascension experience. I have had the pleasure of working with tens of thousands of people, from clients, stories shared through Messenger chats, and others in the industry to know exactly what this journey will look like for you These episodes will share conversations of industry leaders bridging the gap to the new paradigm of reality and individuals sharing their heart through their soul's journey they've been through and what they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to go deep, unlock truth, and activate into the blueprint of you, this is going to be a space you're not going to want to miss out every Monday. Are you ready? Let's activate. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another session. I am so excited to have Wendy with us today. Thank you, Wendy, for joining us. I cannot wait for the conversation that we are about to have. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Love it. So Wendy, if you could just start off by letting everybody know who you are and the magic that you bring to this world. And then yeah, we're just going to take it from there. Sure. So my name is
0: Wendy Verway and I'm in Red Deer, Alberta. Um, I retired a few years ago from my corporate job at 41. I had what I call my country song year where life just happened all at once. My husband left, my dad died, father-in-law died, even my dog died. It was, it was a whole thing. And I realized I wasn't really living. I was just kind of existing uh, suddenly, I was a single mom, and didn't want my life to be so stressed out all the time. And you know, working for the sake of working versus working towards something that really lit me up. So, I went down this path of taking control of my money and figured out a way to retire by forty-one. Um, so now that's what I do. I teach other people that it doesn't matter when you start, you can take control of your money and your time and live a life that you don't actually need a vacation from.
1: <laughs> mm, I love that. And it's such a perfect conversation and such an incredible gift to deliver to other people, especially when we're in a time where all we hear about is this looming recession or we're in a recession or a recession is coming or shortages on food and this and that. And so to be able to have that passion to turn around and share with other people is one so extraordinary because it's one thing to figure it out for yourself, it's a whole nother ball game when you decide <laughs> to turn around and teach others how to do it for themselves too. And I'd love to before we get into just like what people can start with and how they can, you know, really dig into understanding this for themselves. Um, what was that transition like when you realize, like, okay, this really does work? Now I want to turn around and share this knowledge with other people.
0: Um. So honestly, I had sort of manifested <laughs> what my life had become. Um. I was stressed out all of the time. I was doing all the things. I bought a new house and realized if I got a new house with a rental suite. I could use that suite to pay for my mortgage, which meant I didn't have to work as hard. Um, And I didn't have to go to a job that I no longer loved. And that was just kind of eating up my time, but wasn't really providing any excitement or, you know, not that your job necessarily has to be exciting, but I just wasn't feeling connected to the work anymore. It was sort of moving paper from one pile to another, and you know stressing over powerpoint presentations and having meetings before the meeting and a meeting after the meeting and it was just it felt like such a waste of this precious time that we have on Earth. (laughs) at that point in my life um so i ended up taking an investing course and learning that i wasn't too old to figure out how to invest i wasn't you know too dumb i don't have a university degree i had never really spent any time learning about finances. It was just, you know, you you make some money and you spend your money. And that was kind of it. But I didn't know anything about making it grow for myself. And about a month after I took this course, I fell down the stairs at my new house and hurt my back bad enough that I was going to need surgery. I ended up staying at home. I got put on a medical leave from that job. And so for me, it was, I mean, I was in a lot of pain, but it was also kind of a practice retirement. Like, what would I do with my time if I didn't have to work? How would my life look? How would I structure my days? What would I do with my kids? All of those sorts of things. And I took the time that I was off, uh, off of work to really double down my investing education and figure out, okay, can I make this work? Am I actually smart enough? Do I have have enough to, um, to make this work? And so between my airbnb my rental suite paying for my mortgage and learning how to invest the money that i already had i was able to replace my corporate income so when it did come time when i had surgery and was able to get back to work um i realized i didn't have to and that shifted everything mm. because now i got to go to work and i got to do the great things about work i got to be with my friends and you know, work on projects that actually did light me up versus feeling that drudgery like, oh, I have to go do this now. It's like, no, I have kind of this pot of, I call it my fu money (laughs) where, you know, when you've got that in your back pocket, you don't actually, you have so much more freedom and you're able to do all kinds of other things. And so, um, getting back to your question (laughs) around, how did I realize that, um, that I could start teaching other people this I just I got to a place where I was eventually retired and I was seeing friends in the middle of the day you know I'd be grabbing my kayak and putting it on my car so I could go out paddling for the day and people that I worked with they were like what do you do like how do you just do that in the middle of the day I'm like oh well (laughs) it was you know it's not easy but it's pretty simple if you can you know manage these other parts of your life then then you can do it too and so i had more people asking me like how are you doing this like what does your life look like and and so i just started kind of drilling down into what were the steps that i did to mm. get to this point um versus just having it all be done luck um so yeah now i get to do that for friends and for strangers and anybody that wants to hear all about it
1: I really love that because something that you mentioned as you were sharing that story is that it wasn't something that just happened overnight that there was a circumstance that took place that really gave you this opportunity for choice. And I think that for a lot of people where they tend to struggle is that they are like waiting for this day to be able to like, all of a sudden there comes this day mythologically where it's just, it just works. Everything's in place. It just was all sorted out. The money dropped in the account. The freedom is available, whatever it could be. But for you, it wasn't necessary like it wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was, it was an unideal circumstance. You got hurt in the process And really had to decide what your path was going to look like moving forward. And not only did you have to decide, but then you had to take those actions. And from the time where you fell down the stairs, and then to the point where you're now teaching people this incredible knowledge in this world, what did that timeline look like? Um,
0: So the fall down the stairs was in September of 2019. I got put off work in February of 2019 and I was retired by the end of November okay. of 2019. Yeah. So it didn't take long. I mean, I'd put some things in place ahead of that. Um, but that was really, that was the big, okay, I can actually do this. This can be my life.
1: Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. And I love that it wasn't this like this 15 year project either, because I think people also get very intimidated surrounding like, Oh, it's going to take me so long. Or like you talked to in the beginning, I'm too old or I'm too far into this, or, you know, I don't have enough, or it's not going to work for me. But for you, it was really just about decisions, actions, and choices. And so in that, I, it's such a beautiful example for people who want to be able to build that sense of freedom for themselves, whether it's even just to have extra money in their pocket, or it's to be able to do something similar to you, where it's retire before the age of 45 and have this freedom lifestyle, essentially.
0: Um, yeah, which absolutely.
1: is really beautiful. So uh something that you had said that I wanted to circle back to uh was I just need my brain to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the last stage of pregnancy. Um uh, No, it left. It it had to do with your um, rental property. Okay. Um, Oh, so making uncomfortable decisions. So Mm. sometimes that could be having a stranger in your vicinity. Sometimes it could be investing, you know, $500 or $200 that you really need for something else. It could be actually even sitting down and taking the course when it came to making those decisions to put them into place, what was your what was the biggest factor for you where you really decided just to go all in with it?
0: Um, well, so even previous to buying the house, so I had bought an acreage with my husband and it was this big beautiful house. We had been mortgage free. We paid off our previous house and we're, you know, proud of ourselves. But then I think we were mortgage-free for four months and decided, no, we need a bigger house now. (laughs) We need an acreage. Um, So we bought this acreage property and it was about a year later that um, the marriage ended. And I kept thinking, okay, this would have been great information a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a lot easier, but whatever. It was what it was. And I stayed at the acreage for another year by myself with my kids and I was working full-time. And, you know, had my kids full time, he, he moved a few hours away. So he only had them every second weekend kind of thing. And I was traveling a lot for work. And I was, you know, just hating my life because I'd come home and then have to cut the grass on this acreage and, you know, deal with the garden and do all the things. And it was just, it was killing me. I wanted simple in my life. So I stayed at that acreage property for another year until I finally decided, no, I can't do this anymore. It's a complete nightmare. Every time I come here, I, you know, it was supposed to be our dream home and the dream is now a nightmare. So I finally just made a decision that I don't have to stay here. Mm. I can actually choose where I want to be. And I ended up renting a little duplex in town and it was, a lot of people were shocked. Um, my ex-husband specifically, because he was like, you're taking a step down. Why are you renting mm-hmm. all of this kind of stuff? And I'm like, oh, no, no, this is buying me so much freedom. So by renting this little duplex, I knew what my costs were per month. I didn't have property taxes. I didn't have uh, homeowner's insurance. I mm-hmm. you know I had rental insurance, but it, that's super cheap. I didn't have to commute to work anymore. I could walk to work. So I didn't have extra expenses for my car, for parking, all of that my kids could take the school bus to school, which meant I didn't have to pay for before and after school care anymore. Um, So I removed all of these things that were holding me up by going from an acreage property that was a beautiful home and all of the things to a rental that for a lot of people, they would have considered a step down. But for me, it just opened up the entire world. And so you really have to what I try and tell people too, is you kind of have to put your ego aside. Like why, why is the big, beautiful house so important to you versus can you live in a different place? Can you make those hard decisions? It wasn't easy downsizing absolutely everything. Um, it wasn't easy telling my kids, okay, we're going from this huge yard with, you know, big backyard and a park and your friends and all of this to a small duplex where we had a tiny little yard, but it was all in the marketing of it. <laughs> so I told them my first day we moved some stuff in and I said okay guys I know we don't have um the big backyard anymore but there's a park at the end of this street that has the best climbing tree we will ever find let's go find this climbing tree and, and the best part about this park is I don't have to cut the grass I don't have to take care of it we can just go anytime we want and friends will be there and it'll be great and so I had to brand that to my kids and also myself, <laughs> but by looking at it from that perspective versus, okay, I'm taking a huge step down. Um, I created so much freedom in my life and it, it had nothing to do with money.
1: <laughs> if wow. that makes any
0: sense. yeah, It's
1: actually so funny because I have a very similar like story as well. Minus the divorce, we were on a, an acreage and my husband had been recovering from a multitude of surgeries Mm -hmm. and illnesses and so on and so forth. And we had decided that in a similar fashion, we wanted to downsize completely to really just cut the costs and open up opportunity to pay off debt that we had accumulated and just really live a much simpler life. And so we moved onto a bare plot of land that had just electric electrical, a well for water, our trailer and a barn and stored whatever we (laughs) wanted to take. Uh, But because we were moving from an acreage to a trailer, we Mm -hmm. got rid of so much stuff, bills, items, everything. And it was really fascinating because we had to do something similar with our kids where it's like, okay, we might not have the big (laughs) house or the room to sleep in anymore, but you know, we get to spend the whole summer outside and we're going to learn gardening and you can run around in the fields and like all these different kinds of things. And so I really love that because one, it teaches you as a parent to adjust to creating a better lifestyle for and for yourself and your kids. But then it also teaches your kids that it's okay to go through big changes and Mm -hmm. to find the positive in it, which is so beautiful. And I really love that you shared that. Um, I want to dig into what we were talking about before we got on our call. And that was just how to really start taking those steps or thinking about creating that space for that financial freedom to come in.
0: Yeah. So for me, it came down to a few things, kind of four simple steps, right? The first one is decide what you want your life to feel like. So in my case, you know, right after the divorce. And then I was dealing with grief from, you know, my dad passing and all of the things. Um, I didn't want my life to feel so stressed. I didn't want to be stressing about money, stressing about time with my kids, being angry all the time because everything felt like a responsibility. So for me, the sort of theme was simplify. I just wanted a simple life. I didn't want to be, um, stressed all the time. So, so just deciding on that really helped frame the rest of it, right? If I was going to make a decision on something, okay, is this simple? (laughs) Is this the simplest way I could do this thing? Is it, um, you know, the easiest path to this simple life that I'm looking for? So really just deciding what you want your life to feel like, not look like, not You know, what kind of house do I want to have? What kind of car do I want to drive? But what do you want it to feel like? And all the other pieces will sort of fall into place if you're aligned with that. And that feels true to you. That's the first thing that I tell people. Um, The second step that I did was I started tracking my spending really, really closely. I just got a little notebook from the dollar store and started writing down um, what I spent my money on every day. So I'd carry this little notebook around with me in my purse or my pocket and, you know, I'd go to the grocery store and I'd, you know, buy some new deodorant somewhere and I'd go out for lunch and whatever. And it wasn't about making a judgment. It was just, I need to know what I'm actually spending on these things. So, you know, if I think that I'm spending $500 a month on food, what am I actually spending? (laughs) And so writing it down in a little notebook was the easiest way for me to do that. Um, there are all kinds of apps that can track these things for you. I have my thoughts on those (laughs) and they didn't work for me. I was, I'm a pen and paper kind of gal. Um, so really just tracking all of these things. And then with each purchase, I would ask myself kind of these three questions to change your life. Um, so the first one is, will I receive fulfillment, satisfaction, and value in proportion to the money spent? So what is this worth to me? Basically. Um, the second question was, is this expenditure aligned with my values and my life purpose? Will it help me get that, that simple life? Um, or will it create more, um, more stress that I don't need in my life? And then the third one is how might this change this expense change if I didn't have to work for a living? Mm. And that was a big one, um, because I knew I didn't want to be at my job long-term. I just, I knew in my heart of like, I was there for 15 years and I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> so when you start looking at stuff like that, you know, you go to buy new clothes and it's like, well, do I need this for work or will I wear this at home? If I didn't have to work, would I buy this? You know, would I buy these shoes if I didn't have to work? Would I buy, um would I, you know, pay for daycare for my kids if I didn't have to work? Would I, have a fancy car if I didn't have to work? You know, what are the things? So you're sort of making those choices along the way. Like, okay, if I know I don't want to work in the future, can I remove some of that spending now? Right? So that was step two. Um, Step three was really simplifying my life. So saying no to a lot of things Mm -hmm. (laughs) and removing anything that didn't align with what I wanted. Um, now that doesn't mean I ate ramen noodles every day for dinner. You know, I wasn't like living on $5 a day or anything like that. I traveled, I traveled to Europe. I had experiences. I went hiking, I went kayaking. I did all kinds of cool things with my kids, without my kids. Um, I lived a life, but it was a very simple life. Right, it was it was staying in Airbnbs versus five star hotels. It was going on road trips instead of um, instead of flights. It was all kinds of different things. But you know, you get to the point where you're grateful for what you have versus looking for what you're lacking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really simplifying those things. So and I always say too, like with the whole tracking your spending and everything. Really, in the simplifying your life step, it's really doing the boring things to create a sexy life. is how I like to frame it.
1: I Um, love this because in all the books that I read and all the podcasts I listen to and all the millionaires and multimillionaires and billionaires that I watch on TikTok about all things finances, they mm -hmm. literally say the same thing. It's like, you can't expect to cut your life down to zero and then all of a sudden get rich. And it's in those boring tasks of the tracking your spending and being more cognizant of uh, putting some money aside for not necessarily even just savings because at this point, mm-hmm. savings isn't really going to get you as far as it's been made out to be. But investment, like finding someone who actually knows what they're talking about and who can educate you along the way so it's not just putting blind faith into somebody else and or starting an Airbnb or opening a rental suite or like just doing these things that you're talking about, how that really truly is the key to success. Because one of the things that I teach when it comes to the energy of money is that if you have no idea what you're doing with the money you have now, there's no actual way for you to have a deeper level of um, gratitude and appreciation for the more you're trying to call in. Because the more you call in, you're just going to have the same type of stress response. And so I really love that you highlighted that. And you talked about this sense of desirability. It's like, okay, do I actually need this right now? And it's not that you're cutting it off forever, but you're cutting it off for the sense of like cognition, like where am I at right now? What are my goals? What are my values? Do I really need this? And if yes, then great. If not, maybe it can wait. Maybe it's something I don't even end up needing in the first place. So I love that you shared that because it really is in these simple steps that we take in these questions that you offered for the listeners to really start thinking about for themselves that we do and we are able to create a deeper sense of understanding value and equally an opening for more money to come into our lives.
0: Absolutely. I mean, when you think about, you know, when I talk about doing the boring things to create a sexy life, right? So sometimes the boring things are just going to work. Yeah. But is, <laughs> and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, you know, I'm all for creating freedom in your life, but it doesn't always mean, you know, you have to retire early. Yeah. Um if especially if you enjoy your job, right? But um what i what i didn't want for myself and what i feel like a lot of people end up doing is, you know, they go to work every day, day in and day out, 9 to 5, do their thing so that they get their reward when they're 65. Yeah. And then they can retire and do whatever. But i'm all about like let's retire early and often. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Let's, let's take advantage of this time because I've seen it so many times where people have waited for retirement and then they died immediately after because they didn't have a purpose in their life. Um, my dad, he worked until a month before he turned 80. (laughs) And not because he was, um, you know, a workaholic or anything like that. He actually followed, or I'm following his similar path. We actually worked for the same company, um, in different provinces he worked in ontario and in my hometown and he took an early retirement package when he was in his mid 50s and <clears throat> bought some of the equipment that he was using and created a business in his garage wow. and so he did that for you know many many years and but it was all of the things that he loved about his business he was a sign maker so he got to be creative, he got to make his signs, he got to take them to and he, he actually contracted with the company that he used to work for. So he would, you know, do deliveries, and he'd get to see his friends. And, and he just made the most out of this situation. And so there was no reason for him to quit, because it wasn't work to him. It was his life. Yeah, and his life's purpose and his passion. So um, that was such a great example to have. And I mean, even for me, like I, people are always asking well you know what do you do for for money and i'm like i don't know i have like seven different things that i do but i call it my portfolio career um because it's not just one thing i don't have to um sell my time to one specific thing right i have my airbnb and sometimes i do dog walking or dog sitting because we love dogs and my kids get to play with dogs and the dogs have somewhere to go and be part of a family for a few days and their owners are happy. And we get to be like grandparents and send them away. So it's a win-win for everybody, <laughs> right? We do things like that. I I do investing because I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy learning about companies because I, then I learn more about the world that we live in mm-hmm. and how the economy works and all of that kind of stuff. It's fascinating to me. Um, you know, and I do coaching and I have online courses and and all of these extra things, but none of them feel like work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is the mentality that has helped you or the thought that has helped you the most to really be able to adopt this new way of living? Because even though we see everybody's running to online businesses and being an entrepreneur and starting your own thing and following your passions and dreams, there really is a certain type of mentality or thoughts and, and that can vary between people. But in this case, particular to you, what was that thought that you had to adopt to really keep you going on this path and just continuing to pursue it? Even when it was hard, there was the ups and downs. There was the why, why did I do this? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Again, it comes back to what
0: do I want my life to feel like? Yeah. Um. You know, I want this simplicity in my life. And and what I love too about, you know, going on your own and, and doing your own business or, you know, just not even necessarily having a business, but doing investing or doing whatever it is that lights you up. Um, it's really about how does this align with what I want from my life. So then it doesn't feel like work. Right. I mean I've been posting things on Instagram and on Facebook and it's fun. I enjoy it <laughs> because it's like I'm getting that message out. It doesn't feel Um, it doesn't feel like work. It's, it lights me up. I get to talk about things that light me up all day long, every day. Um, and I didn't get that in my, my former life, right? I was told, okay, these are the things you can talk about. This is the way you're supposed to say them, all of that kind of stuff. And it just wasn't, it wasn't doing it for me anymore. So keeping that simplicity or simplistic lifestyle in mind, um, really keeps things going. Right. I mean, there are down times for sure where it's like, okay, I don't have any clients this week or whatever, but it's like, okay, well then I can go and kayak or I can go on a hike or I can take my kids, um, to the mountains or whatever it happens to be. Right. We have, we have all of that flexibility. There's still so much richness in life, whether, um, whether you're doing things to make money or not.
1: Mm. I really love that. So I have one final question for you. And then I'd love to hear what you have going on and where people can be a part of your world. And that even though you've outlined this in many of your stories that you've shared so far, um, really just connecting the dots for the listeners, how has your intuition played a role in guiding you into the place that you are today?
0: Oh, so much. Um, and honestly, i spent most of my life fighting against my intuition, <laughs> <laughs> as I think a lot of people have. Um, you know, I knew that my marriage wasn't great. My body was telling me it wasn't. Um, yet I didn't leave. Um, it wasn't until my husband made the decision, and I'm like, oh, so now I can be grateful that he did. Um, same thing with with my job. I knew I was I was hurting. Um, and I say that that the universe pushed me down the stairs. It wasn't that I fell. (laughs) it was okay. You need to start listening now. Um, and just, I'm just finally awakening to, to using my intuition in, in these bigger ways, like even with, um, you know, posting things on social media or talking about these specific things. It's like, yeah, people need to, people need to hear this stuff because they're not hearing it from somebody that's, you know, approachable, that's not a millionaire. It's not a single person um, who just doesn't have any responsibilities. It's like, no, I'm, I'm a single mom (laughs) and I've been able to do this and do this in a, you know, early. Um, So I feel like that's inspiring for people, but um, it took a long time for me to figure out that, that they need to hear it. Um, And how to get it out there, like how to get the message out there, I suppose. Um, So yeah, now, now I kind of, I wake up every morning and I I meditate and I just think, okay, what's the next right step? And it usually, it comes really quickly and I can just follow those things around and, and it's always, it's always ended up great.
1: I love that. Well, Wendy, I am so grateful to have spent this time with you today. Can you please let everybody know what you have going on and where they can find you and be a part of your world? And of course, we're going to have everything linked in the show notes so you guys can go and check her out.
0: Absolutely. I've got lots of things going on. My website is www.wendiverway.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I've just started a new Facebook group called Flip Your finances to help people understand how to spend less earn more and invest the rest um I've got a couple online courses I've got an ebook that talks about my whole story and how to how to start the tracking of your own expenses and how to build a life that you don't need a vacation from so all of it's available on my website but always happy to chat on Instagram and Facebook as well
1: love All right. Well, thank you, Wendy, so much. It's been such a pleasure. And you guys go check out Wendy and her world, especially if you're someone who wants to have a better relationship with your finances in your life and create more freedom, whether you want to retire, whether you want more money in your pocket, whether you want to be more debt free, whatever the case may be, abundance can come naturally, but it does require discipline. And Wendy's going to be that person to help you with that. Awesome. Thanks so much, Riley. This was great. Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.